five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Ready, Set, Phone podcast, your premier source for everything that has to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm your host, Alex, at Omnistrife. And with me today, I have Jordan at Sir Dr. JM to discuss the plentiful action, I think it's fair to say, and, and the drama we've just witnessed uh, from both Canadian franchises. I mean, I think it's fair to say that one team's stock is being a little bit on the rise, while another is <laughs> not that much. And it has a lot of the fans boomed so much so that one of them chris at lightforce is uh not here to join us today jordan your thoughts on him kind of uh you know avoiding this particular episode i mean i'll be honest i haven't checked the uh pickham's leaderboards but i have to assume he did so poorly that he decided not to show <laughs> his face this week well i i did pretty poorly myself like uh i mean I think it got to me last week, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm out. And I started the overthinking fame. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew, you know, the law of averages, like, mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. can only go for so long. I mean, I'm still uh, first place, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of games to cover, and uh, let's just get to the payload, shall we? Moving the payload! Join me! The first game that we saw from either our, our teams was... Uh, the game between the Toronto Defiant and the NYXL. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into it. It was an odd game. We talked uh, a lot about the Defiant having to uh, maybe, you know, wanting to start the season off with, with the right foot. And, and of course, their first week was brutal. Uh, that loss against the Shock and then the Glads. And then, you know, you have this uh, game that should be a gimme um, <laughs> versus the NYXL, like, you know, bottom tier uh, uh, team. And when you're aspiring to be not just one tier above it, but like maybe two or three, this should not have been this hard. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to uh, Navi from the Toronto Defiant community while this game was ongoing. And uh, it was... I mean, it was interesting because things started out looking pretty good for Toronto, but New York arguably started just getting better and better. I mean, I I think they took the first map, if I'm not mistaken, pretty pretty smoothly, Um, you know, looked pretty dominant. But then as things went on, it seemed like New York uh, maybe out to change some of the opinions around them. So... I know it's a lame question that always gets asked in like bowl sports too, but you know, the 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 result was three two for the defiant. Um, is it more like the defiant not really playing up to speed, or really like you said, New York stepping up, you know, to, to play them on a better level? Because the result you you could have seen if if you saw the match till the end when when that final map was done. Um, you could see Kaluj and the rest of the people on, on the Defiance uh, f- face cams. They weren't happy, to, to say the least, uh, even if you do consider the fact that they just won the match. Yeah, I am. Um, based on that and based on, you know, just the overall performance of Toronto, I have to assume they expected this to be more of an easy role. Um, 
And I, I do think that, you know, to New York's credit, they, they stepped their game up and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this was something they had in their sights, right? Maybe they looked at the, you know, upper echelon of teams or, or even that, you know, just 10, 10 and above position. And maybe they said, who do we realistically have a shot of beating? And, yeah. you know, maybe they picked two or three of those teams and they said, let's focus on these teams and see if we can put up a really good match. And, you know, by golly, they put up a really good match against Toronto. And I think Toronto probably took the opposite approach and said, this is a bottom team. We don't need to prepare for them too much. And uh, I'd say they were pretty surprised by what New York brought out. Yeah, I think it was a, like, for Toronto, they should have looked at the standings and saw, like, both teams are at 0-2. Maybe they should be a little bit more careful. And and to be honest, while watching this match, uh, you know, players like Kellen and Fitz and Psycho, they, they're mm-hmm. playing pretty well consistently. And mm-hmm. outside of that uh, uh, first map, like, in... Um, uh, but the King of the Hill maps are always, like, a little bit weird. I think True. it was Antarctica. Uh, and then we went to uh, um, Hollywood. And then I started seeing, like, the, the teams were playing mostly the mirror composition that we see a lot played with the Sombra and Tracer mm-hmm. and uh, the Winston. And I tell you, like, Kellen was really impressive. Yeah. Uh, Psycho, like, we, we remember him from, mm-hmm. from the Titans days. The, the guy had a lot of... A lot of good plays, and mm-hmm. and you'd say, of course, of course, he has some good plays, and because he's an Overwatch League uh, player still. But then <laughs> you consider the, the opponents like Hydron. Come on, like mm-hmm. what's what's the issue there? Is it really mental, or because you know up to O, right? That's where you want to be. Yeah, I guess it's a good time to, to mention the fact that like Toronto went up uh, to O. I, I think they couldn't get to the third uh, point. They did get to the indoors phase, I think, like the second point but on then, Hollywood. Yeah. I'm just scrubbing through right now, and I believe that's correct. Uh, the, Toronto did complete all three in, in Hollywood. Right, right, right. And and um, NYXL couldn't uh, couldn't get uh, yeah. far enough. Yeah, they, they stalled. Yeah, there they was a stalled point right at that doorway. Nearly, right, and that was the, the point match. Mm-hmm. And then you'd think maybe this is where the, the mental uh, game started uh, uh, playing to the favor of, of NYXL, that maybe this is where mm-hmm. Toronto felt a little bit maybe too overconfident. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toronto had a good run here and New York brought them to the edge, right? I, again, Antarctic Peninsula, you know, um, even, even if we look at some of those rounds, uh, New York did bring it 99 99 at one point after Toronto was yes. the first up. Uh, but Toronto did end up taking that map. And then as we got into Hollywood, uh, like I say, that that final doorway into the sort of VIP parking, uh, which is, of course, completing the whole map, New York managed to stall out Toronto right on the edge. Um, you know, again, I've got the match playing right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. It's down to 30 seconds uh, for Toronto to make that final 1.39 meters. And at that point, you know, New York has spawn advantage. Um, Toronto's got yeah, a, a walk to get to, to the point. And yeah, like... <sighs> They bring it right down to the wire. Um, you know, thank goodness for speedily being able to touch on uh, on the tracer, and then Kaluge managing to get back in there. Uh, OG comes in clutch with a, a rally, which I think really kind of turns the tides. Um, and I'm not sure who it is that gets a kill on Psycho, but Psycho actually has a pulse bomb, and if he had managed to get that pulse bomb off before he got killed, uh, New York could have easily taken this map. 
uh, it was down to the wire, but I think because of that kill on Psycho, uh, Toronto is able to just get a couple more picks and pull it across the line, but it's in overtime. Like it was, it was dang near a map for New York. And that would have been one, one, which is not something Toronto wanted to see. Um, and I think, you know, to their credit, they came back on Havana with a vengeance. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it was a classic, you know, full hold versus full hold, basically, right? I mean, it wasn't quite, but, you know, it was one of those classic ones where, holy cow, that was a great hold. And then, oh, God, (laughs) you know? Man, this this map reminded me a lot of, you probably remember this match uh, from Pro-AM when um, um, Toronto played Boston. Yes. And where it was almost like a 3-0, but Boston Mm -hmm. kind of like pushed through either way mm-hmm. and Toronto came out strong on this. They, they were first to defend, right? Yep. The, the, the spawn camp comes and they take up a lot of that yeah. like, uh, uh, time off. This is the shockwave map. Another blast from the past. That's right. Shockwave was His in on this Hanzo yep. was crazy. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like what got them through that choke point to begin with. Then they go into the, distillery area and and they get stopped eventually because mm-hmm. you know you, you it's a it's a terrible uphill battle especially when you're down on so many uh you know minutes off of your clock mm-hmm. and you're thinking all right here's the win condition right it's gonna yep. be a, a clean 3-0 uh but you know shockwave and his friends and uh, i want to say <laughs> shockwave like, and Kellen company <laughs> and kellen on the the ride with some mm-hmm. alpha uh, main tank performance on the Ryan was pretty impressive. Yeah, the spawn camp was better. It yeah. was so good, in fact, that <laughs> they were spawn camped until the game was over. Yeah, yeah, they that's... couldn't get out of the the first even curve. They couldn't get to it. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I mean. Like things started off with this amazing hold. You know, looked for all intents and purposes like Toronto had it in the bag. And then, yes, New York breaks through. And I think at that point, once they broke through, uh, you know, until until Toronto did manage to take over and, and end the map, um, once they broke through, it was almost like an easy roll for New York. They just kind of kept the cart moving steadily through that first checkpoint um, and and into the distillery. And it was very much like, okay, that hold was really good. But other than yeah. that, it was kind of sus. Like... Toronto made, or I mean, sorry, New York made some really decent progress. And at that point, I was kind of like, well, we started off with a bang. Let's hope that we can come out on attack with a bang. And then it's New York just counters them, does does almost the exact same strategy, you know, a little different right. composition. Um, Toronto really seemed adamant about using uh, uh, Symmetra, Hydron on Symmetra, which is interesting and something that I think... Um, you know, I have seen, you know, top 500 streamers and things like that do. So you know that Symmetra can be viable in a serious DPS manner. But I almost think at this level, she's just too easy for most other players to counteract. Um, and I understand the positioning she offers, but I don't think you can stay on her for as long as Toronto really seemed to want to. Even coming out on attack, they tried to come out on Symmetra and it just didn't work. And, and I mean, like you say, you know, to New York's credit, Shockwave absolutely popped off in, in this match, which we all know he's capable of. And honestly, right. it's nice to see. Um, 
It's been a while, to be honest. It, it has. I mean, he yeah. didn't get a lot of playtime back when he was with Philly. Um, was who was he with last season? Was last season the Philly season, or was that the season before? I think so. I don't think. Yeah, I know the season before was the the visa hell season where he he didn't get much playtime at all because he couldn't right, right, get right, a visa right, right. to play with Philly. Um, I can't remember if it was last season as well, but anyways, uh, and Kellen, I think, um, you know, in large part, uh, in, in many ways, one of the promised ones, right. Where everyone was really talking this guy up on, on the tank roll, um, when he came into the league and I don't think he's had the good fortunes of being on a decent team, to be honest with you, even now, I mean, with this New York roster, I don't think many people were very high on this roster, but you know, he really showed up with, uh, with the Rhine and, and also something that we have seen other teams do the opposite of, right? We see the Ram Rhine counter and frequently Reinhardt is the one that comes up short. But in this case, right. Kellen's Reinhardt was kind of playing Kalusha's Ram. Yeah. I think he was, um, during his rookie season, kind of like a dark horse yeah. uh, of being, you know, second after proper. Yeah. Uh, Pareto was also a lot in the talks. And he, True. not only did he play pretty well on this map, but the map after, like a lot of flexibility as well. And he kind of like, especially when you come, when it comes to push, you're the anchor, right? Yeah. For your team. And, and another topic that we'll probably discuss with this push map is something we discussed a, a lot of times already before where one team kind of holds down the advantage for the entirety of the map almost. Mm-hmm. And then at the last, you know, few, few seconds, yep. you lose a fight and then you lose another. And, and that <laughs> bot is pretty quick, especially when you don't expand your range too much and it's mm-hmm. going back and forth. Uh, and they clutched it out. New York did. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, this, so, felt just like the the push problem that I brought up last week, right? It was another case of, for whatever reason, one team takes the lead, and then it's like, I, I want to say they let off the gas, but I don't even know that they do. For whatever reason, someone's yeah. just able to flip it and take it from there. It must be very panic-inducing when you kind of <laughs> set a pace, yeah. right? And you're like, okay, we, we kind of... We, we have it, right? We mm-hmm. won like three, four, five fights in a row. Yeah. And then there's this back and forth. But then when you know that like there's this probably frightening realization, especially when I, I cannot imagine, but when you're like an Overwatch pro, everything feels a bit more serious when it's your job. <laughs> and suddenly those last moments come up and you realize, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, now everything matters more. And if we lose a fight, we might get screwed because it's like a moment's notice and we're, we're on the back ropes. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and that's what it felt like was happening here, especially that extended fight in the middle mm-hmm. where I believe, uh, Kellen was on the Ram and, and all it takes really, right. As an, as a headshot from, from a soldier totally. or like a, a good sleep from, from Diana. And they just came up clutch and, and yeah. especially coming back from, from that, you know, previous map, Mm-hmm. They believe, and and I think like with the Ramadra, especially, there's a little bit more sustain than with the Winston, mm-hmm. um, with that ultimate, and then you can like yeah. that shield. I'm not really sure what the HP <laughs> numbers on that, but with the Winston, I feel like if the team is coordinated enough, you you can bring down the fort a little bit. But yeah, it's it's at this point you have to be worried for for uh, um the defiant right coming yeah. into 
a last map that's king of a hill map where things really can go crazy mm -hmm. it was i think this this uh match in general was really good or a really good demonstration of um i think so you frequently hear about this idea that um as the season is beginning and you know preseason and everything like this teams are scrimming one another and everything um and i know some some coaches and staff have talked about it in interviews. I can't remember who off the top of my head, but I know I've heard about this, this idea that, um, you know, obviously going into the season, nobody really knows what the meta is. And then yeah. maybe one or two or a handful of teams kind of start to figure something that works. And frequently other teams just copy that because, okay, this is a good, you know, starting point. Let's copy this. Some teams will tweak it and, you know, maybe put in a Sombra instead of another player or another uh, hero. Some teams will, you know, find they're not very good at that and will try an entirely different meta and maybe go dive instead of a Ramatra comp or something like that. We've, we've seen LA do this, uh, bringing in Junker Queen, who I don't think is considered meta right now, but we have seen, you know, a team like LA do very good with uh, Dante on Junker Queen. And yep. I think this match did a really good job at demonstrating maybe Toronto was trying to stick to that kind of more established, right. we know this is the meta. And I think New York was more just playing to their strengths and making it work, honestly. And that's a very good point because going into uh, Oasis, they ca came out with something that's way less uh, common to see. And then mm -hmm. Kalu is just on that Junker Quinn, which you mentioned. Exactly. And, and Hydron on, on the Soldier. Yep. And like, when was the last time we saw a soldier in play? Well, this is yeah. a great map for soldier with the high ground and all that. Yeah, I think a lot of teams and and the the, the coaches, there's not a lot of time, not a lot of resources. So yeah. the risk of still looking when something is presented as, as the meta, um, mm -hmm. people do resort to you know sticking to that. We remember a lot of criticisms for a team like. I remember um, Houston looking for their tracer player and playing <laughs> like goats when they weren't supposed to. A lot of stuff like yeah, that. So totally. it's a lot of conformity as well. Like mm -hmm. you know, everyone is on social media, and then if you lose and you're not playing the meta, everybody's yeah. just going to dumpster on you like every five times as much as as they <laughs> would have before. Totally, every it shouldn't be a factor, but it is. Every match matters. Like when when you've got a right. season or uh, air quotes a stage where you only play so many games, you know, for a lot of these teams, they need to win. I mean, for Toronto, they need to win these bottom team, uh, bottom tier, I'll say, not bottom team, but these bottom tier matches. And I think this was considered right. one of them. So they tried to stick to those surefire win things and kind of discovered it didn't really work. And like you say, here we see Kaluj switching to the Junker Queen, which is maybe a meta adjacent pick at this point. You know, again, we've sure. seen teams it's not like that crazy. It's not that crazy, but a lot of teams won't play the Junker Queen and they'll stick to some of the other more established metas. But honestly, the entire roster on this, this round, with the exception of maybe Hydron and Speedily, you know, on uh, Sombra and Tracer, even their, their uh, supports weren't necessarily a lineup that we're seeing frequently, right? We had Lucio yeah. and, and Kiriko, which I think we see Kiriko coming out a little bit, but we don't see a lot of teams playing Lucio overall. We're seeing a lot of Brig, a lot of Anna right now, which is exactly what New York was yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah, we saw a lot of great plays from Speedling on the Tracer. Mm -hmm. and, and like you mentioned, like going back to heroes you were more comfortable with. Kaluj, a lot of people don't remember, but he he 
he's he was kind of like a, a a false or like a punk yeah. who used to be an off tank. So true. Maybe still not like a, a, a although much improved and, and like I don't think it's as much as an issue as it was before with the, the different you know roles. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's not as comfortable in the Winston as he can be on a Drunker Queen or on a Diva or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we see that a lot with with team with like tanks that still have a comfort pick despite the fact that they do need to play everything now and, and most of totally. them really do. Um, and when it's tight, when when you know when you're nervous because i'm sure <laughs> the defiant were nervous at this point yeah um you have to step it up and, and maybe that's what it takes like a comfort pick will will bring down that you know downward spiral frequencies that that's a real thing like mm-hmm. once you you do a mistake many more will follow unless yeah. you, you you make some sort of adjustment yeah so like we said uh the defiant they they take the, the first map and then you you think here we go. They get a good lead in, in university, the second map. Mm-hmm. But this time, New York, it's more of a, of a brawly, you know, map. Mm. And we see uh, the May come through, and we see uh, the Defiant trying to to play uh, again. <laughs> you already mentioned the the som- uh, somber pick. Uh, sorry, Symmetra. the symmetric pick yeah. that you don't don't really like as much. This was a kind of a a, a weird game because because. Mm-hmm. It felt like they almost choked this one away. Yeah. It felt like a sure win. Yeah. I'm not really sure what happened there in, in those last moments. Again, it's like it's like a, a, a sample size example of the entire match. Mm-hmm. And uh, New York were able to equalize from a 99-99. And then finally, that's the, like the last map was, again, not like a stomp or something like that. It... it Took a toll on on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Toronto were able to to come back and then take it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's 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 a weird one. Um, the defined schedule to begin the season was very tough, and I'm sure that has something to do with you know how how it affected them going into this map, and and they they didn't look very happy uh, once the, g- the game was done. Um, finally, though, like. I tell you what, they would have been way less less happy had they dropped this. So yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's a good thing <laughs> that they did uh, manage to to get the win here. Absolutely. All right, so uh, we still have another defined match. So uh, before we discuss that one and like summarize how the, their week was, there was another team that uh, kind of went into uh, 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 let's say a different. Difference in tiers matchup mm-hmm. <laughs> against uh, Atlanta Rain. Uh, so, if you if you weren't paying attention, like in, in the in the few uh, couple of weeks we've had here, Atlanta is pretty good. Like really, really good. <laughs> Understatement. Did they yeah. did they drop a map yet? Uh, I don't know that they did or had. Uh, Pro Am accepted no, oh from that. Oh my goodness! I don't I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, twelve and zero map wow. record. Yeah, not not like a, uh, only a match record, which they're all yeah four zero. Three zero um, against New York, three zero against San Francisco, <laughs> and then spoilers: the trend continues all weekend yeah. long for Atlanta. Unfortunately, the Titans weren't the ones to to stop that uh, win streak, and like the teams they played behind uh, before. 
uh, uh, not even uh, a map point uh, yeah. was was gained. And this was a weird one. I mean, I did not expect anything uh, <laughs> other than, <laughs> than like a 3-0, uh, 3-1, the best case scenario. Uh, uh, but uh, King of the Hill, they start off with, with Nepal, I believe. Mm-hmm. The match was, you know, Vancouver actually gets first cap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But somehow, like once that first cap was was flipped on the fifty third uh, percent, that's it. Like lip cheat code has been activated. <laughs> it's just not fair what this guy is doing. Yeah, and and to you know add insult to injury, there's also like a stalker there who's like insane on the tracer, and everything just clicks for them mm-hmm. in a way that there's like no hope between different maps. Yeah, and and between different fights, I mean, it's just like occasionally in a fight oh a good outcome would be we got a pick while the rest of the team <laughs> got annihilated that's like that's your your good outcome against the squad yeah anything to add on on like nepal which was like a fine map before we get into the real ugly one i'll be honest like i had this match on while i was working and uh it did not draw a ton of my attention away from work um which a match like toronto's as you can tell by you know my thoughts on it i paid pretty close attention even though i was you know in fact working well having that match on in the background so yeah i don't have a ton to say about this one (laughs) well the the second one actually was pretty good because vancouver were able to actually snag a a victory in that uh um second map so Mm -hmm. despite what i said about not taking a map there was no map point but they took around. In the sub-maps, yeah, yeah they, they were able to take around, which was impressive. But this was mm-hmm. a funky battle with... It was. Know, with the... the um, with Symmetra Sim v. Maps Symmetra. And, <laughs> like... I feel like Sugar Free really played well on this one. Uh, and then Punk, he's pretty good on that Ramatra. And I think mm-hmm. like Donkak uh, insisting on going with the Rhine against the Ramatra is not really a good uh, uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe they weren't expecting Vancouver to put much of a fight, but they were able to, so which is a pretty good uh, result, uh, I have to say. Um, yeah. And then they went and went into Sanctum, and again the theme continues of of you know Atlanta just just doing what they want, and I don't think even Titan had, Titans had like more than ten percent cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Confirming it was like a seven percent. So. This was one-sided, the, the last map, but but not even the most one-sided uh, fight that we saw between these te- two teams because mm-hmm. that upcoming map of King's Row was probably the ugliest I've ever seen uh, um, on this, uh, uh, in the league, this season for sure, maybe even the seasons before. It was uh, hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, I mean, Atlanta Just takes Nepal run. 2-1 and... King's Row, I mean, Lip was honestly, like, I, I don't want to say embarrassing us, but he, he was taking full advantage of invisibility on Symmetra and in our back lines and annoying the heck out of everyone. And we yeah. pulled out some weird stuff, you know, Sugar, uh, yeah, Sugar Free Echo. switched over to Echo at one point. Um, yeah, with, yeah, I, I don't know. There just wasn't much to say about this one. Lip, like I say, just holy cow, guy on Symmetra, like 
Personally, in my ranks, someone playing Sombra, sorry, not Symmetra, I might have said Symmetra. Someone playing Sombra is like kind of whatever. They annoy you a little bit, but it doesn't really matter that much. And oh my gosh, lip on Symmetra. I keep saying Symmetra. Sombra is just makes you sick. He's so good. I think I, I am confu- I, I made you like confused <laughs> because I did the other, the opposite. <laughs> yes, that's true. Before. That's true. Uh, yeah, but like, and and to those who didn't watch, you didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> Titans barely got out of spawn in yeah. this one. Couldn't get anything done on the point or outside of it. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they they barely got any ults already. There was a point even where they tried to do like the, the big rotation, um, but nothing helped. Mm-hmm. The the lip just had a field day behind. He was like in that uh, theater room, mm-hmm. going back and forth. The dives were very well uh, executed, and it felt like yeah, you know, two different teams, like not even a contenders team versus Owl, but it felt like two different stratospheres. Yeah, it did. And again, like going inside on their attack, it's it was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I believe it was like I, uh, the first uh, uh, the first push that was enough. Lip went on to the ash of all things, and yeah, I was gonna you know, say a few a few dynamites, and <laughs> and it's over. Yeah, it was about around two minutes maybe for them for to sure. cap two and, and a half have kind of thing. Expected Punk to play the um, you know the the. Uh, Junker Queen, there's no shield. Just yep. shoot him in the head. Click heads. Yeah, pretty much. And finally, we had um, Shambhali Monastery. Mm-hmm. This was probably the best uh, performance from the Titans. Yeah. Um, there were actually, it felt like a competitive match. Maybe it was another case of, oh, we're up to all and these guys are not really good. Maybe we can just like, you know, screw around a bit play for fun and not just for speed running i don't know but like i felt like uh uh faith was pre- playing pretty well aspire finally uh, mm-hmm. popping off on his soldier like he can yeah um it felt like a better match and it didn't feel like a huge gap like it was before yeah i know well and i think with this match i mean kind of similar to like a havana or something like that um this map is easy to get that spawn camp on or get spawn camped on and Vancouver came out of the gate and actually I think won the first the opening fight and because of that they made some decent progress on the cart kind of getting it around that first bend um, and in front of that little shop that's there and I think that's kind of a big part of why they were able to make anything work because then once you win that once you make that progress you're not fighting right at your front door for, for the majority of the time. Right. So they were able yeah. to make some decent progress in the very beginning. Um, I believe, uh, there were, there were some kind of, you know, off meta comps being played here. We saw Baptiste coming out and, uh, Lucio for, for both sides actually. Um, and I know Aspire has talked about, you know, when, uh, Sojourn first came out, he wasn't actually crazy about playing Sojourn, but he came out on Sojourn on this map and, I kind of feel like it was a bit of a difference maker for the team. You know, again, obviously I'm not saying he was, you know, uh, he's going to outmatch lip on every one-to-one or anything like that. But certainly I think it was a big difference maker and uh, Vancouver was able to, I think even capture the first point. Is that right? Yeah. They they almost got to the second one too, but then they couldn't, and they almost held off. That's right. uh, 
rank uh, from getting it. There was not a lot of time left. But again, the the lip sombra <laughs> diffs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the sojourn was good. I mean, he was second to proper, I think, only uh, last season. Yeah, where he that's really, right. Uh, put himself on the map at least uh, as a soldier and player. He's, mm-hmm. he's, I'm going to talk a little bit about more about uh, Aspire in a more uh, positive uh, uh, context uh, in that next uh, map match that they had. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't a great showing from Vancouver. Uh, the Rain are good. You you can't <laughs> you can't really you know do anything. Yep. Clearly, it's not just like a Vancouver issue. It's uh, what they do to everybody. Yep. So it's it's a lot of coping, but but it is also fact. So I'm I'm good with that. Totally. So there's plenty more <laughs> three Overwatch to, to talk about. With the next match being um, Defiant versus the Mayhem. So the Mayhem, I wouldn't say they're on par with with the Rain. Obviously, we saw them play the Rain, and they they, they lost also a three O. What were your expectations going into this match for the Defiant? Um, after the New York game, I mean, I think it'd be safe. Okay, I, <laughs> I like how you st- I start this uh, sentence with that. <laughs> well, after the New York game, I think it's safe to say a lot of people were probably a little bit more shaky on the Toronto Defiant than they had been prior. And I think a lot of people are also probably have a little bit more confidence in New York than they had prior. Right. So I wouldn't say it changed my expectations a ton going into this game. I still expected Toronto to put up a decent fight, but ultimately I do think that Florida is probably considered the better team in this matchup. Now, sure. the other thing that I think is important, at least when I was kind of framing this match or afterwards, I should say, was going into the season seeing what we saw in the Pro-Am, seeing, you know, what we have seen in the season already, I really kind of put Florida and Toronto in that same tier. And I think if you look at my power rankings, I even have Florida maybe one position ahead of Toronto. I thought that these two teams would be fairly evenly matched and Toronto could really put up a good fight against them. And, you know, uh, on any given Sunday or, you know, luck of the draw, Toronto could get the edge over them. After having watched the two teams play a few matches at this point in the season against a few good teams and play each other, I think that Florida is probably more playing at the level that a Los Angeles Gladiators are playing at. And I think Toronto is, I don't want to say a full, like in a separate tier, but I do think that Toronto is right now the lesser team than than Florida. I think Florida could be competitive against Gladiators, Whereas I don't think Toronto is going to be as competitive against Gladiators. So maybe it's kind of a one, two, three thing, kind of Toronto, Florida, uh, LA, you know, going up towards the top. So, yeah. Looking at the power rankings, uh, actually, we both, we all three of us had uh, Florida and Toronto adjacent to one another, oh, nice. like right by uh, each other. Mm-hmm. Only one person had the Toronto defined over the, the, the mayhem. It was so Chris. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but still, uh, like one rank below. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you said you began by like after the match of, of, um, Toronto versus, uh, New York. New York I think. Was your even, confidence shaken? Yeah. I, for sure. Mm. I'm, I'm more worried about 
Toronto Defiance confidence ah, being fair enough. a little shaken. Right. Um, and that's what it seemed like. And that's the Mayhem are probably the worst team you want to go against if your confidence is a little true shaken. Yeah. Because the way they came out with they played the Fara, the the, the Farmers, mm-hmm. and and you know the the, the Doomfist against Hydra. They're gonna do like exactly. You should. Yeah. I would hope teams are scared of Hydron's ability to pick off Afara, but they weren't. Yeah, I mean, they probably scouted what happened before, and yeah. they saw what the Defiant was were playing, and, and he did start on the Tracer, and, and Tracer can do some damage on Afara, but probably not as much as like another designated yeah, scan. Yeah. Um, it, it just didn't feel like they adjusted uh, fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what you know, uh, the the speedily pick on the Echo is definitely a better uh, uh, you know alternative, but uh, it was a little bit too late. It was a, a hundred and zero in that round uh, in Village. Uh, then you know, Merritt and Checkmate they they just played anything. Merritt went on to the Hanzo. It's a pick that we mm-hmm. did see a lot. Speedily played you know the Genji, another pick that we. S- it's more of a niche pick, but nothing. We've seen out some of the success from other stage. teams. Yeah, we we did see him played a little bit, uh, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But alas, a very similar outcome to what we saw in that uh, match of of the Titans versus yeah. Atlanta. And it's a shame that I'm bringing up that <laughs> matchup because you'd think like this should be a little bit closer, but both both maps were not even close on. on uh, um, on Nepal, and yeah. you'd expect maybe it was a King of the Hill thing, but unfortunately, it it just it didn't was stop. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. And ooh, it brings you back to that discussion about the Toronto, Toronto Defiant that they're the team that needs to gain confidence with a, with some good uh, results from the get-go yeah. and watching them go through the exact opposite or, or what would be, you know, a process that can really screw them up badly. It, it's painful to watch that transpire. Mm-hmm. They started off on attack and they, they, it took them a while to, to get anything done. And then whenever it looked like, Oh, here we go. Here's our break. Somehow, you know, a Florida stopped them. Are you, because are you talking on Hollywood now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like they had that the uh, capture counter going up very high, mm-hmm. but but every time it, it didn't didn't last. Finally, they they do get the point, but mm-hmm. a lot of time is taken off the clock. Yeah. Marin and Checkmate just just wreaking havoc. They they have like the more mobile composition here with with the diva. Mm-hmm. Um, Hydron did go. Maybe he got inspired by by Lip a little bit. Mm-hmm. He played that Sombra to. Uh, yeah, I'm noticing to, that as well. Re- results weren't bad, but you know they couldn't get into the second point either. Yeah. It was just the Bob. Uh, the Bob play was pretty uh, sick there. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the defense when he went up the elevator, one of the best ball placements by Merritt. <laughs> Merritt has been really good this year. Yeah, uh, He was good already last year, but but I think he stepped it up a notch. Um, well, was, you could say entire team did go up. Was Merritt Houston last year? Uh, yeah, he was in Houston. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Houston did get happy. 
right? I think. Yeah, Houston had Happy for a while there. It was it yeah. Happy and Merritt together, I believe. So. Lucy Sauna at all in this match? I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't believe so. I don't recall seeing him as well. Anyways, maybe towards the That's end, but. Rob. No, so two, it looks like they're running. Yeah, they're running. The same lineup the whole time. Yeah, still uh, on the Ash, um, Florida, on the attack to begin the match. And, and they, you know, the, the time is, is pretty good for them. Finally, in overtime, they managed to snag the victory. And, and while this did take them the entire, you know, duration of the clock, it didn't feel that much different. Uh, Choron, <clears throat> holy crap, yeah, that no. play at the end. Giving it back to you know <laughs> he was playing on before mm-hmm. the guy is is kind of nutty on that uh, Kiriko it was mm-hmm. an impressive performance he had like three four uh, kill kills headshot kills yep at that last uh, uh, you know push kind of securing the, the three points and and yeah I mean still it, it wasn't as bad as all that like they had a few good plays there Hydron was kind of getting the groove on on the on the sombra we saw the genji come out but like it never felt like oh here we go there might be might be a flip in the in the outcome of this match yeah. it felt like every time toronto got a progress i didn't have any faith that it would be sustainable yeah right yeah but like uh, uh mayhem are gonna come back and and you know stall and hold them off and win the next fight so how much of it do you think is really a result of what what was going on in our like so I, I it's it's like more of a thought exercise right yeah. you cannot really <laughs> link anything in here um yeah it's tough i i don't know i i know i mean even chris has speculated and other people have said that feels kind of like Toronto needs to, you know, get some confidence to really start rolling. Yeah. Um, I mean, confidence will do wonders for any team. I, I don't necessarily feel like that's true. I think Toronto has a really tough schedule out the gate when they haven't had, you know, nearly as, I mean, yes, teams have been scrimming now for a while before the season started. And obviously they've been scrimming as the season goes, but I think it's, I mean, again, this is week two, like it, does feel very early and very unfortunate that they're playing all these really tough teams. I think if we look at the schedule further on, um, I know they haven't actually made the schedule for the second half of the season, but I would expect to see basically the opposite schedule where Toronto in theory is playing a handful of those easier teams, um, or bottom tier teams. Yeah. I, I really do think that the big question from this weekend is, around new york it's is new york better than people expected better than i expected better than you know most people put stock in um given that they could take toronto to five and i think that's yet to be seen because they have or new york has had some you know not very good matches so far maybe it's a consistency thing with them um maybe it's a practice thing maybe once they get a few more games under their belt just like toronto maybe they do start picking things up but I, I don't really think the New York match put a bug in their ear or anything like that. Um, I think Florida's just, you know, really good. That much better, I guess. Yeah. That's just I mean, my, it, my it, opinion. It would, have, it would have been interesting to, to hear Chris's opinion because obviously he's the biggest like uh, Defiant fan among us. And, and 
the ex- the results are not like unexpected, right? I, yeah. I, one of the matches that I didn't screw up, like two of the matches I didn't screw up in, in this week's pick, pickups are for defined. I, I got the results correctly, but not the scores correctly, and that's kind of my my me as well point here. Like the, their performance is not good. Yeah. The results are what I expected, but because like I expected it to be a three zero for the defined. I look at my pickups as a three zero against Excelsior. I look at the match against the Mayhem. I expected a three two. So, see, and and it, I predicted New York would be three zero as well. Uh, obviously, it was three two, and then I picked this one would be three one. I thought Toronto would at least be able to get sure. a map, yeah. but I wasn't sure about that too. Um, so you know, maybe I was inches closer than you, but I think you and I both both had a feeling. That's for sure. Yeah, it's like you know we don't see a lot. We we see their faces and we see their you know heroes that they play in the game. It's almost like their e mm-hmm. body language, esport body language, is not where you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of a slump there, um, despite and, the results being like what you where you expect them to be. And to be fair as well to Florida, again, they're a really good team, and yeah. I would say that pretty well every every meta that we have seen thus far has been a strength for florida you know the the dive someone is very good on the dive um yes you know merit being able to flex over to ash has really worked for them checkmates tracer has really been dominating um so it's it's kind of like a lot of the characters that we're seeing in heavy rotation right now do play to florida's strengths now the problem with saying that is that I have to say the same about Toronto, you know, having uh, Tracer being in meta seems to be pretty good for Toronto. Having Hanzo being pretty regularly played seems like it should be really good for Hydron. But for some reason, you know, they're just not quite able to make it work against a team like Florida. Yeah. Okay, moving right along at another match that was supposed to be... A three between different t- different tiers, right? The yep. team going in undefeated with uh, a super team, to be honest. Three uh, owing uh, the Toronto, like the the Vancouver Titans, obviously, right? Obviously, I think that's what Wrong. I mean. Did the entire desk predict uh, predict Boston would take this match? I think they probably yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Uh, what did you predict? Oh crap. What did I predict? I bet I predicted a three. I predicted a okay. I gave I gave Titans a map. I said it would be three one. I gave Titans two maps. Oh wow! I gave I gave I gave Boston three. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I said I'm, Boston would win three one. Yeah, I was. I had more faith uh, regarding that. Not not as much as like actually happened. Yeah. On, on in the match itself, but I, I think like if yeah, if anyone. If anyone truly in their heart of hearts, in the cockles of their hearts and the subcockles, if anyone truly believed Vancouver would 3-0 Boston in their first matchup in the second week of the season, I would I would be shocked. But yeah, it happened. It happened, and that's what's important. Vancouver are kind of like in, a, in an odd spot right now. It's like nobody really knows how good they are, mm-hmm. and it feels like they don't even know how good they are. Yeah, it's true. They're kind of mentally the reverse Toronto formula right now. The, their losses were against, you know, the rain. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've already discussed this match. Mm-hmm. And, and a Florida Mayhem, which we talked about this game last week, could have gone to a, to a, a, a map five 
with like a small like sliver of a hair there on on a push map, which they were competitive in as then the match progressed. Mm-hmm. And then they like beat the teams that they sh- should be beating pretty handily, and then they go up against this squad. So obviously. It could be like also a grudge thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of these players, as that's we know, right. uh, like the grudge Faith, match. Crimson, Punk. Punk yeah. I'd add. I'll add Punk's dad into the equation here. We'll <laughs> talk a little bit about his tweet after. Um, let's just get into it. Like Oasis went down as like I expected to go. Um, pretty competitive. Yeah. Uh, the game was tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver plays pretty well. They they do uh, they they give us a look at their uh, brawl composition. Like I'm I'm pretty happy with how flexible this team is as well. Like Punk on their Matra looks really good. Mm-hmm. Sugar Free is really good in May. We discussed that that was the one map they they were able to take away from you know the, the scary Atlanta Rain squad as well. So mm-hmm. that's pretty nice. And they clutched it out uh, with uh, uh, some some. Uh, points within the map especially especially like in in the later maps but you know starting out dk legion on they, they play well and and they take the first map it, w- it was a brawl but but they mm-hmm. took the first map very back and forth and then on in, the first one yeah and gardens was pretty close too like i either team could have gotten it you know I, yep. i'm not like it would have been not surprising that like they did clutch it out. Faith was incredible. We'll talk about him a little bit later. There's yeah. a few uh, interesting points that I found uh, recently about this guy, uh, about <laughs> his play in, in the recent weeks. They played well. Like they came back. Crimson. Everyone. We, we're always we're always discussing. You know, Aspire and and you know, mostly Aspire and these. Yeah. Because and Lenny as well. Because they they show up on the kill feed and and whatnot. But but like Punk really popped off in here. And, and, of course, the supports. And they beat, you know, uh, Garden's map. And finally, this is the one that, that truly matters. This is the one you want to get. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough map, a tough match against a team like Boston. You want to get to a hot start, even if you're, you know, you're you're the big underdog here. You want to, if you have a shot to get King of the Hill at the start, you want to start off with your right foot. It's always yeah. easier to, to just go like that. And, even then, like it started rough for for uh, um, Vancouver. Uh, Boston got the first cap. They they, they looked strong. Like Birdring mm-hmm. was looking really nice on that uh, Ash and Smurf were looking very good on the Jungle Queen. Billy Brawley uh, fight, but it somehow came down to the wire of a ninety nine ninety nine classic uh, Overwatch madness. <laughs> uh, Aspire uh, with his Sojourn uh, ultimate at the end was. Looking really good, putting some pressure. Mm-hmm. Sugar free, clutched it out with a blade, crazy blade at the end. Yep. Otherwise, it would have been gone. But here we are, and you think, okay, there's actually a game here. Mm-hmm. There's actually an interesting game coming down, or it's going to be interesting. There were two blades here. Actually, I forgot about DK was starting up with his blade. Yeah, Bergen right. gets a pick, but Sugar free just like massacres the entire squad, mm-hmm. and they clutched it out, and and Titans win it. Yeah, but there. I think this is where the the entire game ended. <laughs> Absolute stomp, Absolute stomp proceeded. I like in both maps that followed. Uh, I don't know if there's much to talk about, but Punk. Uh, we talked a little about about those uh, um, comfort picks. Mm-hmm. He plays the diva, which 
is his thing. And we did not see him much on the Diva, uh, but this is a good Diva map. And Vancouver just, you know, full holds. Yeah. Full holds uh, Boston and nothing, nothing helped. Yeah. They just like dominated them on this map. You're talking Blizzard World now. Yes. Yeah. The second map, they dominate them. Aspire on the Ash, something we also did not see a lot. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter like what they try to do. Titans just look like a tier above them, yeah. and you thought, okay, two zero. You believe in this at this point? You believe. I mean, and what happens in in Rialto, the last map? <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting because we saw the widow come out, right? We saw some. Yeah, nice... we saw we saw the anime one v one, right, with Birdring and, yeah, uh, and Aspire on Widow. Titans, they they attack first, and and it looks like a close match, right? Because when you're an attacker, it's up to you to push to push forward. And Titans, you know, they 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 almost they they did they make it all the way? Yeah, they oh, yeah. made it all the way, but without any time. Mm -hmm. And so you think, okay, at, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say at the end there, the stall that happened as well was, was so, so crazy. Like it was, uh, it was honestly impossible to see who was fighting for their life more because obviously at the end of the map on when when you're attacking on rialto um the defenders have the spawn advantage big time right you've got you've got a trek Dude. back when you are the attackers um and i mean to lee jagon's credit he stalled it out largely decay came in and on tracer and he managed to help the stall and everything but it was just this constant trickle of Okay, it looks like Vancouver's got this. No, maybe not. Things are changing. Decay gets a pick. Okay, no, wait. Yeah, they got Decay. Exactly. Okay, wait. No, it's going back. And it was just like edge of your seat kind of stuff. It was madness. It there was. was a point where Decay like kills Crimson with a pulse bomb. Yeah. And then Sugar Tree falls to Twilight. And it was looking dire. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you win this? But man, uh, Hanzo somehow survives. Faye, he dies later. But Faith and Punk are just immortal yeah. on that payload. Yeah. They're just immortal. Yeah. Brig is, is kind of busted right now, for sure. Yeah. And Faith, my goodness. I think it's time to really address uh, uh, Faith here. We discussed Crimzo, right? Because, you know, main support, that's that's probably the issue. It's not even a Faith thing. Like, if you're yeah. main support, you're just cursed. He didn't even <laughs> get player of the match in this one, which is an atrocity. Let me let me pause that you for a second guy, before, before you go farther on Faith. Because... First of all, match ended, and I was, again, I was messaging someone, and I said, I think Faith deserves player of the match because he had an absolute standout performance. My biggest takeaway from this match, other than the fact that, my goodness, Vancouver's better than Toronto, mark it down, um, was the fact that almost everywhere you looked and every piece of commentary, everyone on social media, um, even everyone in, you know, Titans Discord, everyone had a different opinion about who was the star player that match. And that kind of just shows how this team was firing on all cylinders, right? I personally thought it was Faith. A lot of people thought Crimson was the standout. I don't remember who actually got player of the match uh, for, you know, on the on the broadcast and everything. Obviously, Aspire. Uh, punk, I, think. I think it was Punk as well, yeah. Obviously, Aspire and Lenny both had incredible pop-off moments. And you can't do that without Punk operating at you know at full capacity as well so just my big takeaway from this match was all around everyone firing on all cylinders and that's just demonstrated by how everyone had a different opinion on who player of the match was anyway yeah. go ahead about faith because i agree with you there's a point in here it's actually like different news that i wanted to bring up 
during the fray, but it doesn't matter because that's really it's also uh, Titans and Defiant, uh, you know, uh, tied to them as well. As Winston's Lab is back, as, if oh, anybody yeah. is like a, a fan of Overwatch League from the olden days, Winston's Lab was the thing. Their their approach to data and analysis was absolutely tears. It still is above <laughs> what we see from the Overwatch League, and it's absolutely a wonderful site. And, and guess who made it? Yes, I was I, I was about to say, created by GM of the Vancouver Titans, of course, Baroy. Right, yeah. That's what put him on the map, right, yeah. the, the early stages of Overwatch. And you got actually a job by the Defiant mm-hmm. to start uh, uh, his career in the OWL. He, uh, and the player rank... Sorry, you wanted to say another oh, thing? Oh, I, I was just going to say, he uh, spoke about this when uh, the team at Ready, Set, Pwn interviewed him, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. He spoke about uh, creating Winston's Lab and how that uh, was kind of his foot in the door with... Uh, yeah. The Overwatch League, eventually going to Toronto, eventually going and working with Boston, and finally making his way to Vancouver. That's right. So uh, there is a player ranking there, like the the top, the big player ranking that uh, looks into advanced analytics of how much value a player brings to their teams across the board. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. They're pretty interesting. Top three are number three is proper, number two is fielder, number one is faith. That's right. So, and and Baroy also, I don't remember if it was on his interview with us, um, with Ready Set Pwn, or if it was another interview. But Baroy said, um, also that I'm just watching the match replay, and Aspire taps his wrist, and that's hilarious. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> just on the player the account, swag, right? that, that's right. That, that's that's, right. that's the good uh, body like, language. Yeah, you that's want. right. Um, but no, uh, the point I was making uh, was, oh, that Baroy has commented that you know a part of him bringing or, or negotiating that faith and Crimzo uh, came over to the Vancouver Titans was because he thinks that they are largely one of the most undervalued uh, support lineups in the league. He has, he said, and again, I don't remember if it was to us or in another interview, but he said that he thinks faith is one of the best supports in the league. And I think that was very clear in this match. Evidently yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, uh, I agree. <laughs> that, wow say? is it's right. Just what it? What an absolute massacre there! It was a phenomenal play. I missed what uh, you said. Papa Punk had some th- some thoughts about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed oh, this. I was just getting to it. Did you not see his tweet? No, I did not. Okay, so uh, first of all, oh, there was also another great tweet by, by the Vancouver Titans where they uh, oh, in yes. Boston. You dropped this. That was amazing. Yeah. But, but Papa Punk, he tweets, uh, I asked over 20 OWL pros about Boston Uprising versus Titans. Most told me it's Boston 3-0, so pitched a guess of 3-1. Papa Punk, I had a 3-2, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Many others voiced the same concern about Titans. Here are the concerns. So he, he puts it up like a, a list with like this exclamation uh, point. Need another tank. The second one is DPS not on par with Birdie and Crumble Bum. Crumbled crumble bum. <laughs> I, well, the crumbling part, I guess, is like the decay, but crumble bum. Support's not flashy enough. And, <laughs> and yeah, and the owl gave comment too. And hashtag Lord Bat, which I assume is the reference to yes. the tactical crouch Lord Bat about Titans finishing in the seventh place. That's correct. Yeah, Iska must be sweating a little bit right now. No doubt. Oh, and, um, and I looked back at like, 
Boston, everybody expects them to crumble, right? Or crumble bum, whatever you want to call it. So that's they that's going to be decay, home. right? Crumble bum? <laughs> well, I assume, right? Cause, cause that's Where does the... that come from? But yes, agreed. And, and I look back at, at who they played against, and they are 3 Well, they were 3 0. They beat the NYXL uh, uh, 3 0. Mm-hmm. Um, they also beat London Spitfire 3 1. Yep. So another team that's kind of like, sh- they should be beaten easily. So nothing like out of the ordinary there. And then finally, who do they beat? Oh, Washington Justice 3-0. Yeah. So that's that's another interesting thing to look at. Like, where is NYXL? Where is the Justice? Yeah. Things are going to like move about, move around. Uh, um, of course. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil, but but Atlanta's gonna be on top still, and then uh, um, Vegas is gonna be at the bottom, and Vancouver is gonna <laughs> be right below Atlanta. Everything, oh yeah, <laughs> everything in between is is a little bit in flux right now. That's right. Um, but there is momentum. There is a lot to be said about the the power of momentum, and yeah. and the two teams that we're covering in are I feel. Can live and die by momentum. Yeah, totally. Uh, if that's fair to say. But unfortunately for their momentum, there is actually no Defiant or Titans uh, matches, which is kind of absurd. Uh, um, which means we'll only see them on week four, May 19th. And also means that we can still uh, uh, ask Chris a little bit about the Defiant and, and what he thinks that's about right. the, Titan, the, the Titans as well uh, in the next show. Any other comments about. Our two teams. Nothing. Nothing right now. Canada Canada Cup. Who takes it right now? Oh, my today? gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it feels exaggerated to say that I think Vancouver takes it over Toronto. But I think I, think I have to say that Vancouver takes it over Toronto. I agree. And it comes down to... Faithers uh, OG. I don't like OG's play recently. Well, and we and I absolutely love what's yeah you know, Faith and Faith, Faith cooking. We know that uh, uh, not RuPaul. Uh, Sir Majet is meant to be with the team, but unfortunately, he's not right now. So, could that make a difference? Maybe. Well, they would have tried it by now. I think. I don't possible. think he can play. I think he has visa issues. Um, no, that's that was my point. I think if oh, I see. If he was oh yeah, they would have put him in. They would have yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, let's get into the fray. look at the week that was week two of the Overwatch League. Uh, we started with uh, the Toronto Defiant beating NYXL at a gruesome, grueling, long 3-2. And then the Justice uh, quickly disposed of the Valiant 3-0. Vancouver Titans, like we discussed, also got sped run by the Atlanta Rain 0-3. And then we got uh, what many thought might be the Toilet Bowl, but Man, NYXL is yeah. We, I, th- I think it's time to uh, address the fact that they're above 
obviously uh, a team like uh, Vegas, and they have solidified the solidify their spot about the Valiant as well mm-hmm. in my in my book at least. Yeah. Next we saw Washington lose 0-3 to Boston Uprising. Did you watch this match? I think I missed it. It's an interesting one to look at back. Uh I did not. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> 3-2 for the Glass. This is a match that I actually did watch. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, between the Gladiators and Mayhem. Gladiators looking really good. There's a good yeah. match coming up uh, next week for them. And then uh, Toronto Defiant losing 0-3 to the same Mayhem. We're pretty upset, I bet, uh, losing to the Gladiators. They came out angry, <laughs> and, and you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And then there was a match uh, that, like everyone expected, Vancouver Titans just <laughs> stomped, stomped Boston. Boston, yeah, no uprising uh Insight. Finally, uh, Gladiators uh, hot off their win against the Florida Mayhem. Maybe they're the promised uh, team that could uh, put a chink in the armor of the Atlanta Rain. Nothing of the sort. No, they just got disposed of, like <laughs> all the teams before. Yeah. Uh, out east, Dallas still looks very, very shaky, very bad. Um, yeah. Losing one three to Hangzhou. Soul Infernal disposing of another team that we're not used to, at least for a while now, seeing uh, having so many struggles um, in Shanghai Dragons 3 0. Uh, then Dallas loses to the same Infernal 0 3. Oh my goodness. And then the Jimmy Show began. Soul Dynasty losing 0 3 to the Guangzhou Charge. Yes, we were amongst the people who dismissed this team <laughs> very badly. And they're just like. Destroying everyone, it seems like. Uh, then we saw a weird one. Seoul Dynasty losing 1-3 to the Dragons. And finally, Guangzhou Charge in what many expected to be like a banger. That's the, the El Clasico out east. 3-0. What's going on? Nothing can stop the Jimmy. I don't... Guangzhou... I don't have any any guesses at all. Like, I I was just looking at my pickums for the east... I'm just flipping a coin on every single match. Ugh. It's it, with the I exception mean, of Guangzhou. Guangzhou is winning every match they have, but other than that, I have no <laughs> idea what's happening. Uh, three O's too, right? It looks like, it looks like let me see there. Uh, I'm giving the Infernal one map so in weird. that match. Uh. <laughs> Guang the East right now is all kinds of topsy turvy, and I mean I haven't watched any of their games, but it seems like from what expectations were to what reality is, there's been a huge disconnect. Like nobody expected this. If you ask me, especially like Dallas and, and you know, that brings me to another point and I wanted to bring up, I, I feel like we already kind of talked about it a lot with, with faith and, and with OG people looking, I I can already say like with confidence in, uh, in the second week, People absolutely underestimate how much the supports matter in Overwatch 2. Yeah. We hear a lot about the tanks. We hear a lot about, about DPS. Look at a team like Dallas Fuel. They lost Chio infielder. True. Their biggest downgrade is in support. Yeah. And they're, they get absolutely destroyed yeah. left and right. And whenever you see a team dominate or win, the support diff, that's what matters. And, and, and it's something that's I think is not really is very understated right now mm-hmm. yeah for sure so uh yeah i i think 
well, it's it's a cliche to say, but the teams live and die <laughs> by the supports. So protect those healers because they're your key to victory. Yeah. Um. The the week that's coming up, there's a, a couple of bangers in there. Let's have a look uh, at week four. Like I said, no Toronto or uh, um, Vancouver at all in in week three, unfortunately. But we have a few interesting games. Starting off on Friday, we have Vegas Internal facing off the London Spitfire. Expected to be a quick win for the Spitfire. <laughs> then we have Valiant in Florida, another 3-0. <laughs> then there's an, an interesting one, the Houston against Atlanta. That's kind of like a match of the week candidate, Definitely. I, I'd say. Yeah. I'm giving it to Atlanta. So, yeah, I think, I think that's fair to say. Um... Houston only played two matches. I know so far. That's the problem. And they haven't. <laughs> that's really the problem. They haven't lost a, a map point yet. I don't expect them to beat Atlanta. Do you expect it to be the first non three zero for the Atlanta Rain? Uh, I actually I do. Uh, hmm. I'm a little bit torn because. I, I, when I originally did my pickums, I had Houston in first place, and mm-hmm. I think I had Houston, Atlanta, Shock, and then I, you know, looked at other power rankings. I listened to other podcasts, and I was swayed, and I moved Shock up to first, Atlanta to second, and Houston is the one I dropped to third, and I do still wonder if. I should have left Houston in the top two. I mean, shock is a bit more is the shakiest of the three right now. So it's natural to put them in a third place, but I do still wonder if outlaws will end up being the superior team. Um, yeah. It, it feels a little bit like they're unproven at this point. And it's based purely on the fact that we've seen Atlanta play what four matches this, this time already. And we've Houston had a bye week last week. Right. So we just haven't seen them put up as much of a fight. Yeah. I I have it at a three, two for Houston outlaws. I agree about your points regarding the shock and Hey, lo and behold, that's absolutely the same point. I was trying to, 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 to point out uh, just a second ago. I think the shock, did downgrade on supports where Violet, who they had, like the name is, is fine, but is not a Violet, who is now playing on the Houston Outlaws. Yeah. And that's why I feel like a Violet shoe backline yeah. is better than Vindame and Finn. It's sick. And yeah. <clears throat> so, not to confuse you, but uh, <laughs> the Shock and, and the Outlaws do not play each other, they're both <laughs> playing uh, the Justice. For justice. So <laughs> after shock and justice, we also have Excelsior and Eternal. I expect Excelsior to win this, and then Rain and Valiant. Oh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of this, three O's uh, this weekend. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayhem Spitfire. Oh, another uh, one. I'd say maybe a three-one. Outlaws Justice, and finally Excelsior versus the Shock. If you want to catch up on your pickems, this week is the one to do it in the <laughs> East Region. This is not where you do it. It's all bonkers <laughs> there. Anyways. This is a coin flip. Every match. <laughs> Spark Dynasty. The Toilet Bowl. Could you have imagined that the Toilet Bowl would be the Shanghai Dragons versus the Dallas Fuel? Which it feels like this is the Eastern Toilet Bowl right now. Yeah. How crazy is that? I know. It's disappointing. Then we have... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> to say the least. Then we have the Dynasty versus the Fuel, the Charge versus the Infernal, uh, um, Hangzhou versus uh, Soul Infernal, and finally Shanghai are going to get their teeth kicked in by the Guangzhou <laughs> Charge. Double points. Ooh, those are free six points, I think. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Pickens, how'd you do? Uh before we before we jump to how'd I do, I want to well, mm. yeah, I want to ask you one thing about the pickums specifically for this upcoming week. In the West, do you have any matches that are not a three zero? I have Shock beating Justice three one. Oh, okay, interesting. And I right now have Mayhem beating Spitfire three one, but I think it's a dumb pick. Okay, okay, fair. <laughs> I don't think fair. it's a good pick. I only have two matches that are not a 3-0. One is Atlanta-Houston. I have it. Oh, yeah, I have it 3-2. I have it 3-2 for, for the rain, right? Uh, yes, for the rain. And then my mm-hmm. other non-3-0 is a 3-1. Shock against Excelsior. Ooh. I am hoping Ooh, that Excelsior that's... can come out spicy against the Shock. I think off their win against New York, if Shock is performing how they have been... I think New York stands a bit of a chance. There's a non-zero chance here that New York gets a map. Or there's a non-zero chance here that New York wins. There's a greater than that chance that they at least get a map off Shock. Which I think will put Shock into question for some people. Oh man, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me. That's why I don't want to edit it. I like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to keep it at the 3-0, but I can totally... It's hard not to buy into the hype, right? After, mm. And maybe we're a little inflated because we thought higher of Toronto than a lot of people. So, you know, maybe maybe yeah. Toronto's just not as good as, as a team as we suspect or, or feel. But I think that yes. New York really showed up and they, they're they going to be coming off a win. There's no doubt about that against uh, yeah. Paris Proper's the day before. Get, or Vegas. Proper's going to go crazy. Proper's yeah. still crazy. The shock players are still great, and they do have that team synergy and everything. Yeah. So it's it's tough to call. but And that also throws into question where I think Justice fit, because I do have shock 3-0-ing Justice. So that says to me that you know New York is climbing the ranks based off this past weekend. Yeah, I have uh, 3-1 for shock against Justice yeah. and 3-0 against Successor. I'd still put the Justice a little bit above. Uh, Would you? Excel. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can be swayed to bring that up to a three-one as well. <laughs> Shock and justice. Anyways, how did I do this past weekend? West, I got twenty-four points with a big six-pointer. Uh, Atlanta versus Titans. Uh, Atlanta versus Vancouver, I should mm. say. The three-zero. I put my double points on that. Nice. Uh, and then I also put my double points. Wouldn't you know it? On Toronto against New York. I thought for sure it'd be a 3-0, and it was the 3-2 match. So I, I, I only got four uh, points there because I got the correct winner, but I missed out on two because I could have had six yeah. there with the double. I I got only 18 points in the West. Oh, okay. I, phew, I got demolished by... Uh, I had Justice actually beating Boston 3-2. Oh, wow. I was so disappointed with them, and like I'm like, oh, actually, Boston is pretty good. Yeah. And, of course, the, the Uprising versus uh, <laughs> Titans match, which yeah. I had a 3-2. Yeah. Um, those are the most annoying because three, two and, th- and two, three are very, very close, mm-hmm. but you get zero points, not a, yeah. um, no double points for me. I, I've exhausted them on the pre- previous week. Yes. East, how'd you do? So, oh yeah, 18 points is what I got. Not, not amazing. In the East, I had eight points. 
I, I had only five. I got no matches exactly correct, but I got three matches. I predicted the winner correct. So my goodness. Yeah. I got only a couple of, uh, well, I got three points from spark versus fuel. Nice. I got, uh, two points from Shanghai versus soul and the rest of them are big red stinking <laughs> zeros. So Fair enough. Yeah. I let's, uh, I had that, uh, spark fuel match three, one, I gave Dallas a map and I guess I shouldn't have Dallas. Have they won anything yet? My goodness. Nothing. I don't think so. Big disappointment. Big they haven't even won a map. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm changing my pickums for this week. I'm taking that map that I gave them away and I'm giving this win to Shanghai over Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad <laughs> Shanghai actually they also got a nice win uh, this last week didn't they uh, yes they did they, they beat, beat the dynasty the Seoul dynasty, the dynasty. 3-1 there you go. after oh, Seoul yeah. yeah after Seoul that's, got stomped by Guangzhou that's right that was the, the Hisu match oh was it Hisu I didn't hear much just so. destroyed he had like a, a couple of times there he just like kills the nice. entire team <laughs> So another uh, throwback from our past. No doubt. Okie dokie. So um, on to other news. We did see a player addition in the West as well. In the East, sorry. Dynasty, they had Belosaria. So he oh, yeah. played on the... He was with Philly, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty decent. Uh, very deep hero pool. Not like amazing on on i think it's kind of like a poor man's uh, uh someone last season sure, i'd say yeah. but this season obviously someone is like a, a rich man someone uh, um, yeah he's been uh, really doing great and and that's it no no other additions so far there was a big now back to the game there was a big patch uh mm. came out today did you manage to play the new uh, game mode? I have not, but I'm excited to give it a try. Um, I'm a big fan of this season's theme, and uh, I'm all about Star Wars right now, given that I'm playing a Jedi Survivor. Um, so I'm on a big Star Wars kick, and uh, this is like even the intro little welcome video that they put out mm. to Star Watch. Like this is this is as close as we're getting. Uh, in terms of a Star Wars crossover with Overwatch. It, oh, even yeah, the they're... names are like... the One of them's like, okay, you tried. <laughs> and the other one's like, did you even try to make that different from Star Wars? So, Man, copyright no, infringement even the, city. Even the logo that they yeah. have for the game mode is like... A... <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I played a little bit. I, I managed to play like both sides. Nice. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. Nice. It's basically a 4v4. Um, yeah. It's not a PvE. It's a PvP. Yeah. There's a you play on on Horizon Lunar Con, uh, Colony, that. obviously, yeah. and uh, it's a very cool. It looks way darker. It's Does all it? red and, and silver, and and cool. you get to choose from like a, a few characters, and you have like big turrets for. It. There's basically attackers and defenders, mm-hmm. and you push uh, down the map like different points, and you try to save Echo. <laughs> Essentially, and what's cool, what's cool about it is you have like a, a few mechanics that they put in there. They put like little uh, beacon things well, outside of the tur- turrets. Yeah, there are the beacons that you can shoot at, and they're like a, a Zarya grab almost. Right. And there's also uh, no grab at the, the last point, which is kind of cool. It's fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Mm, yeah. And then um, on to the competitive side, there was a huge Overwatch uh, uh, patch for uh, 
what you call it, balance patch. Yeah, that's the name I was looking for. Uh, big, big adjustments. Uh, Junker Queen gets a huge buff. I'm not going to go, uh, you know, read out the entire thing. You just go ahead and look up the, the patches. But they just took everything she has and made it stronger. <laughs> you know, the, the, the knife is bigger now. Uh, uh, the knife is bigger. What's the n- knife is bigger? <laughs> what they call it? She has Her like bleed? a name for the knife. Uh, no, Gracie. No, the knife itself. Gracie. Yeah, that's right. Come on, Gracie. So it's now bigger. <laughs> Come on, Gracie. <laughs> That's all annoying. This is annoying. Yes. She does. Does she have that line? She has to. Have I that line, I right? have to assume so. Oh my goodness. Anyways, Orissa also gets a little bit of a damage buff to oh. her uh, primary fire. Winston gets a, a, a thicker uh, uh, <laughs> bounce when he drops near an enemy uh, um, enemy hero. His radius of, you know, the shockwave when he lands is a little bit bigger. Wrecking Ball uh, gets a little bit of a, a, a nerf to his um, adaptive shield. Echo gets a weird adjustment where her ultimate uh, uh, comes a little bit quicker, like 25% quicker, so it's not, not a little bit. But then your alt generation as the character you're copying is much slower. So it, like, from their sense, they're saying they don't want people to just try and hunt uh, multiple ultimates inside, you know, inside the copy ultimate. So, weird. I don't know. We'll see how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Anna gets a little bit of a, a nerf to her uh, biotic grenade. There's less healing now from 100 to 60. Kind of a big drop, mm-hmm. too, but I don't know. Uh, another thing that happened, uh, this one I don't really like. I hate Immortality Field. I've, I've been, you know, on, on the record saying this is my least favorite ability in the game. The cooldown is now decreased. Uh, Kiriko, Kunai Reloads, they, they made adjustment about the animation. Uh, um, and they made a lot of different adjustments for the uh, uh, quality of life things. Like, you can have weird adjustments to the UI of particular heroes. Like, a Doomfist, it, it doesn't like show some of the UI elements. So, like, oh, you really? want to cancel your punch. You want to cancel your wall, things like that. Hmm. So if you're if you're maining a hero, just go ahead and, and see see their uh, uh, hero specific uh, uh, adjustments if they have anything there. Hmm. Did you see the life weaver uh, adjustments for the life grip? I am not sure what I feel about this one. I actually, but now did not. I have not read the patch notes. Right. So this is their con. Uh, this is the the adjustment to life grip. Reinhardt is no longer a valid target for life grip what? during earth shatter. Or during earth shatter. And using okay. earth shatter will cancel life grip. So kind of okay. like bailing out yeah. life weavers across the board. It's kind of like feels like a cop out. He brings that hammer it's down like, so forcefully, you know, it just shatters the little bubble. Yeah. If you use an ability in not the correct time or it like for example, if you're placing a mail wall in front of your Rhine when he earth shatters, the same effect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. There's no like bailout for her. True. Like, like, oh, yeah. earth shatter can go through the wall, right? Because <laughs> it's like I don't like it. I, I see where they're coming from, yeah. but it's kind of silly. Yeah, it feels a little bit like. No offense, but you should just be better with your uh, life grip or or more coordinated more as a team. If that's the yeah. case, like yeah, do mail walls even in the Overwatch League get thrown up in front of a Ryan shatter occasionally. I mean, I, you know, I don't have a it specific happens. example, but it could happen to any player. It should, it feels like it should be the same with uh, life weaver. 
especially it's like oh only hero specific like yeah. oh, only if Ryan does that and only if it's a shatter man shatter is, is already bugged as is like <laughs> now yeah. you add like some weird shatter specific mechanic is is I, I don't like it. No, I, I agree. Like it. Well, and it, it seems unfair as well. You think about other heroes like uh, Orisa's ult, for example. If, ooh, now Orisa's, I think when she's ulting, is she not uh, immovable? Like she has that special thing, you know, where she turns all gold and she's heavier? Uh, I don't think she does. It happens to her. Does it not happen to her when she's ulting? I thought it did for a sec there, but maybe not. If ooh, if not, maybe. then when she, she could be life gripped and pulled remember. as well. But. You know, yes. to the the point is like it does feel unfair. Like, you know, should Ram, if he ults in that bubble, should it not cancel out because his ult is proximity based as well, right? You have to be close yeah. to targets in order for it to sustain. So, it does seem, I again, like yeah. you say, I understand the reasoning, but it does seem a little, little off. Yeah, the rest of them are basically those uh, quality of life adjustments. There's a lot of hold instead of click now for example you can uh, adjust your genji deflect you hold to use deflect like oh, you don't have to like double click it or for Farah, toggle hover jets off by default you can do that it's still like oh. have to click or lots of weird things that maybe that feels like accessibility are to always me. good yeah, yeah yeah accessibility as well um removing uis for blink removing uis for oh, cool. for uh ammo for doomfist so there's a lot Just of customization much. yeah that's i exactly. i like those changes those those seem good and like i say i say you know accessibility options are always a good yeah. thing more people can play and, and they're optional right yeah you, you don't want you don't them, want them don't do it it's, it's just like lucio's yeah. uh when they changed lucio's wall ride and stuff like that so yeah, then I think people were upset that it brings down like uh, the, the skill. Yes, uh, people were upset or... about that with Lucio specifically, but yeah. Again, options. <laughs> so all in all, a lot, a lot of adjustments we're probably going to see much. I'm not really sure. We didn't hear about uh, Overwatch League. When are they going to implement this patch? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Did they? Do they uh, add patches? I mid, don't mid, mid, believe uh, they've stages. said because last season they did not. They said. You will get a patch before the tournament, I believe, uh, in each stage. But they said no mid-season patch. Or no, they said after each tournament, there would be a, a mid-patch kind of thing. Which made sense when you had four tournaments. But now that we only have two, who knows? I Also, I believe I saw either Jake or Custa, one of the two, tweeting about the fact that right now with this patch, Junker Queen has a 95% pick rate. At high, at whatever rate. Oh yeah, she's crazy. So we already see her in. Yeah. Suddenly, the Toronto Define of last year are praising the Overwatch lords for the meta. Right. I mean, she's she's already played. We saw yeah. her used a bunch of times. Now that she's got such an, a significant buff, it's it's gonna be crazy. Dante yeah. will be thrilled. Jotes is back, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> oh, another one that I actually missed. There was another adjustment, which is very silly to be. I'm not really sure where this is coming from, but get this. Junkrat, maximum damage increased from 100 to 110 Wonderful. for the concussion mine. Junkrat meta, <laughs> it's back. <laughs> like, it's 100 damage already, but they like took it up to... I want to read the comments on this one. The previous adjustment to concussion mines, maximum damage, lowered the effectiveness of Junkrat's grenade and mine combos too much, so we are increasing the damage amounts slightly. Okay. More damage for Junkrat. Uh, I bet uh, all junk. Well... Chris would be happy. <laughs> Honestly, be happy. I will be happy as well. I love Junkrat. 
I don't care what anyone says. Oh, he's a lot of fun. For a while there, uh, when I was not super into comp, I was almost exclusively playing free-for-all. And this was before they changed the concussive mines to being charges. You could just throw two concussive mines out at the same time. And I was great. I dominated free for all when I could play Junkrat. <laughs> Man, like that, I was but... great in those days. <laughs> then, in my prime. That's right. Then they changed. I would them. throw two mines <laughs> and blow everyone up. But... <laughs> You're sitting on your porch, mad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here we are at the end of the show. It was a long one. There's a lot of matches and then news and all that. Cool. Next week, there's probably going to be less because there's no Toronto or, or, or Vancouver action. But true. Good discussion today. Uh, um, been a pleasure i was your host at omnistrive jordan <laughs> at sir dr jam was here beside me and chris at lightforce who was busy with a strata meeting i believe <laughs> he'll be back to host next week so you know the rest give us a follow at ready set pone uh give us a share like review we'll take it all um my words of wisdom would be crumble bum crumble bum my words of wisdom will be may the non-copyright infringing uh, aura in the air around you be with you always. Mm, I see. I see if you see what there. I'm picking up. That's right. Catchphrase! Crumble bomb!